Hey, it's Craig. I have a question for you. How much money do you want to make in your lifetime? That might be a head-scratcher now, but to start out, find out how much money you're worth today. Do you know? Let's discuss it on today's show. Your next episode of Career Growth Made Easy, episode 164, Know How Much You're Worth. I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I have helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. I opened up the intro with the really broad-ranging question, how much money do you want to make in a lifetime? Well, I don't know about you, but that can get us dreaming, looking forward to beautiful, fancy vacations, awesome homes, mansions, beautiful cars or vehicles, maybe more than one, one vehicle for every day of the week. I don't know, whatever your dream is, maybe you want to make it come true. So you want to make a lot of money over your lifetime, but it doesn't matter what you want way down the road, although you planned with the end in mind. What matters is finding out how much you're worth today. Now, today's show is going to take a look at it from at least two viewpoints, your viewpoint of what you think you're worth and then that of a potential future employer. And that's where today's show is going. So let's get right into it. I had a prior show. It was episode 115, and it was titled Pay Rate versus Pay Range. Maximize your money. That would be a complimentary show to today. So if you're interested, there'll be a link in the show notes to episode 115 when you're done here. What we're talking about is how we value ourselves. We need to find out our true value to a future employer. This is important for a number of reasons. If you're currently working, you need to know what value you bring to your current employer as far as in the way of performing your duties, your tasks, those things that are assigned to you, your responsibilities. It doesn't matter if you work in the office, out in the field, you do customer service, you're in technical matters. It doesn't, it's, it's not important. It's just important to know, are you doing your tasks, following your job assignments and your responsibilities effectively, correctly? For then, for then the next step, we look at your job growth opportunities if you're currently working. You might want to be considering a promotion, looking for a management or leadership role. Here's the thing about that. How do other people see you? That's a question that we can't always answer. Sometimes we have to reach outside our comfort zone, look past the mirror, 
look past ourselves, and really dig in deep and find out what do people see in us. If somebody asked a few of your friends, coworkers, or colleagues, fellow students, what would they say about you? Those are difficult questions to ask and to hear the answers to when it becomes very personalized, but I think they're questions that should be well-reserved for the right time, especially when you're planning to determine what your value is worth. Maybe you start doing those uh, interviews, those little discussions after today's show. I don't know. There's one other area I want urge you to think about, and it's not always about going up the ladder. Again, growth opportunities, promotions, leadership opportunities. It's the value you bring today, but for a different reason. Unfortunately, like what happened to me nearly 15 years ago, the economy crashed and employers started going through what were called RIFs, R-I-F, or reductions in force. What happens employers started to reduce hours for employees where people normally thought they were working a full-time job or a strong number of hours per day, per week, per month, and a part-time job. Those hours are getting slashed. For salaried employees that worked full-time, employers were letting their team members go. One by one, they started out with the with the individual contributors, the working class that performed the activities. From there then, after that was leaned out and staff members were let go, then they took a look at the leadership team, the management team that was in charge of those people. Well, if we combine two teams, we don't need two managers, so we can let one of those managers go. Who should we keep? Well, let's talk about who's more capable of handling a larger team. Let's talk about who's been a strong performer in the past. Who do we think is capable? From that level, then, it went up another notch to the next level of management team, the next tier, and the results repeated themselves. Eventually, like for me, I was caught up in a riff. And whether you're a high performer or not, you can be affected too. However, it's much less likely that you're going to be impacted early on if you're one of the stronger performers. You're probably going to be retained and repurposed. So there's a thought. It might be a little eerie. It might be a little sensitive to talk about. You could potentially lose hours. You could potentially lose your job. Hey, that could happen at any time, whether it is through your company's fault, through the economy, or through your own. But the best thing that I could say today, the best suggestion for today's show, talking about your worth evaluate what you're doing and make sure you're bringing value to your team and to your job. And here's why. It's what I've hinted at earlier today. There's how you and I feel about the way we perform. Then there's the view from our coworkers and ultimately that of our management or leadership team that we report to. We may think we're providing value. We may think we're doing our job well. We come home every day exhausted, burned out even. And we, you know, I'm glad I have a job, but I'm just not ready to go back tomorrow. It's so difficult. It's so time consuming. It's so mentally challenging. It just burns me out. 
that could be a sign that we're overworking and underperforming. I'm not saying you are specifically, but I know sometimes we get wrapped up in the wrong tasks. We might get wrapped up in administrative tasks. What I mean by that is, these are tasks that don't always provide value. They consume your time, but it's as if at the end of the day, you felt so tired, so worn out, so sore, so burned out. And if someone were to ask you, hey, Craig, what did you accomplish today? You might kind of look back at them and say, I'm not quite sure. I just know that I did a lot. If you've ever been in that situation, or you frequently are in that situation, again, no matter what your role is, this might be a time for some self-reflection. You have to figure out what it is you do each day. And that's where in prior shows, I've talked about doing kind of like a a self-log every 15 minutes. Just take a note down what consumed your time for the last 15 minutes. If that's too frequently for you, you could do the last 30 minutes or each hour. The biggest thing is to be honest with yourself. If you found yourself answering phones for a majority of the time, that's what you put down. If you found yourself embroiled in email, or embroiled in an email battle. It's almost like a professional tennis match. You send an email out, somebody else responds, it goes back over the net, back and forth, back and forth. I call that email volleying. If that's the true case, you might be providing value, you might be providing data, answers to questions back and forth, but how come you're sending so many emails when one email should have sufficed? Hmm, food for thought. Now for looking at the job hunt. Let's say you're in the job hunt. You might have said, or even thought, I'm worth at least $15 an hour, or I'm not taking less than $18 an hour. That's us valuing ourselves. But is that evaluation fact-based? Is it accurate? Will it hold up when you interview? That's where today's show is taking us. We're going on a quick journey to help us find out how employers determine the value for future employees and also their existing staff. As I mentioned earlier, episode 115, there'll be a link in the show notes, can really help you out and is a compliment to this show. The concept of knowing how to hire and how companies know how to set pay rates can be confusing for many, especially if you're entering into the job force, the job world for the first time. But you really need to know what role you're applying for, what that role does, what the benefits are to working at that company, what they expect out of you. But most importantly, and here's the, here's the clencher for the whole show, you need to know the value that that job provides to that company. The value, if you are hired, you are going to provide to that company. It's not just about feeling busy or being busy. We can all come home from a tough day, week, or month in the office or out in the field performing service activities, but we have to make sure that we're actually moving the needle, the productivity needle, the needle where we're providing value. How do we do this? If you've come back exhausted, like I said, Then sit back, take a deep breath, and a pause with me. Okay, here we are. Evaluate what you accomplished that week. And if you can't pinpoint exactly what you've done, go back and do that little check where you start a logbook. 
maybe on your phone, on your tablet, or the good old piece of paper, and just check and see what you are doing. Did you perform work that was of value, or were you caught up in administrative tasks? And that's really where today comes down to today's show. When you apply for a job or currently working in a job, do you remember what the job description was? Do you remember what the key roles and responsibilities were? It might sound odd if you're currently working and you feel burned out or worn out at the end of your day and you're concerned, you know, I do so much. I come in early. I stay late. I do so much. Some of my other colleagues leave earlier, but it seems like they're getting more done than me and I just can't pinpoint it. Well, we might be focusing on the wrong type of work and that not might be valued, might not be appreciated by our company, although we're putting in the physical effort. So that's where you want to do that self-check and make sure you know what you're supposed to be working on. What are the top three, top five priorities? And make sure you have those right in front of you. Those are the primary things you should focus on. And when it comes to interviewing, job descriptions will have the same arrangement. They will tell you the roles and responsibilities of the position, the job requirements, either what you need to know, what you need to bring with you as far as an education or experience to the role. But also, once you're in the job, what is expected of you? They might have a view in the daily life of the employee, weekly and even monthly. And if not, you can certainly ask those questions. They're engaging questions, and that's what employers want to hear when you're interviewing. They want you to see yourself being placed inside that role and almost envisioning, believing that you've been hired and kind of seeing the future, looking at a vision and saying, wow, if I worked at company X, here's what I'd be doing. Help me out and understand. Is there anything else that I'm missing that's important to your company? I feel based on the job description, here's what the top three or top five priorities or key tasks are hourly, daily, weekly, monthly. Do you agree with these things or are there some job descriptions or job activities that I'm overlooking? I want to make sure I'm prepared in the event that I'm hired here. Wow. Be the employer. Turn the tables and listen to what I just said. Go back 30 seconds and play this back. The employer hears you envisioning yourself in their role. That might uh, get them excited, might get them feeling like, wow, we have a potential candidate here that could be the win. And not only that, but they're asking the right questions. And that's where you start to build value. When I work with students and when I've offered some coaching in groups, there's a phrase I use and it's called with him. W-I-I-F-M, with him. What's in it for me? But the trick to this is not what's in it for you, not what's in it for me. It's turning the tables. It's what value is in it for me, the employer or future employer. If you're currently working, think about that when you have your performance review or your, your, your regular review, whether it's a cyclical, monthly, quarterly, annually with your employer. What words are they using? What are they focusing on? Those are the things that are the WIFM statements. What's in it for me, but from your employer's viewpoint. Again, you can work really hard, come home exhausted at the end of the day, proud of what you've been doing, but not quite sure if you're moving the needle. This is when you have these reviews. This is when you review your job description and key tasks, key responsibilities. And that's when you find out the key things that move the needle 
and provide value, you start to know how much you're worth in those situations. From there then, you continue to follow this process as you promote and move up in the company, knowing how much you're worth by the value you're bringing to your employer or potential future employer. I hope today's show, Know How Much You're Worth, got you thinking. I enjoyed sharing it with you. If you have any feedback for today's show, you can always reach me at Craig Ansel, C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, but also our website, CraigAncel.com. If you're exhausted at the end of the day, not quite sure what's happened to you or what you're happening to, what you're doing, this show might be a good self-check. Keep that little log going and let me know how you're doing. God bless you. Thanks for hanging out. We'll talk next week. See you later.